All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You're listening to Dropping the Gloves with former NHL All-Star John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on another episode of Dropping the Gloves. Tim, it's going to be a good one. We have a former guest. I don't know how many how many guys have been on twice, Tim, or girls. We've had one girl guest, I believe. But how many guys have been on twice? Do you remember? Probably like five or six, maybe. Five or six? I was thinking like one or two. Well, Gerby, believe it or not, we had Shane Knighty on twice. We've had Sheriff Reeves on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marcus Felino, maybe. Mm, I think no. that was once the Baron. Did we have him twice? I don't know, but this guy's coming on for a second time. And the reason he's coming on Tim is because you and I are going to the GLI great lakes invitational in grand rapids, Michigan, my alma mater, Michigan tech hosts this tournament every single year. I played in it four times. This guy has played in it as well for the university. Well, Michigan state university, Ryan Miller. It's funny. I want to, uh, I've already done the interview. It's coming up after this. I wanted to talk to him about all his accolades. You know, he just got inducted into the USA Hall of Fame. He's going to be inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame, you would think, right? The guy's got stats up the wazoo, but we we focused on college a little bit. We talked a little bit of what's going on in the NHL, the salary cap situation. He's a smart dude. He's a very smart guy. So it's a very interesting interview. He's not your typical uh, typical player. He's very thoughtful in his responses, don't you think? Yeah, very calm, very measured is probably the best word for his his answers, but but still interesting because of who he is and and what he's done. So it's worth it's worth a listen. Well, yeah, they're already halfway there. We're like just just don't turn us off. But no, it's it's a good interview. Ryan's a great guy for doing this. But yeah, he's going to be in Buffalo in a couple of weeks. I'll be there probably the week before. He's getting his jersey retired in Buffalo. What's a bigger deal? Going into the Hall of Fame or having your jersey retired? Hall of Fame. Come on. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, like Marshand, Krejci, well, they'll have their numbers in the rafters, but I don't think they're Hall of Famers. Maybe Marshand, but no. It's a conversation, but they both get their numbers retired, I bet. There's more guys in the Hall of Fame than there is guys who have their numbers retired. Well, you mean across the entire league? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I would say, honestly, it's probably, well, it's obviously more rare to get your number retired. I would probably want to be in the Hall of Fame more, though. Yeah. 
but it is more rare to get your jersey retired in the rafters. That's something else to say that no one else can wear this jersey. That's pretty neat. Like that's a yeah. select group. I remember when I went, the first thing I did when I went to play for Montreal is you look up in the rafters and it's just jersey after jersey after jersey after jersey is retired. They they went bonkers for retired jerseys. I think from number two to number 30, everything's retired. Because back in the old days, you couldn't pick your number. You showed up at camp, you were given a number, and the numbers were given, oh, I think from two to 20. And the goalie got 30. And that was it. Or number one as well. So the, there was no numbers available from one till 20 and then 30 is done too because everybody's retired so yeah montreal's got a storied storied history you know what i get when i go to montreal tim what do you get smoked meat sandwiches and a poutine you know how i get it how do you get it i use doordash and i save money because when i go to montreal i use my promo code gloves dd and i get 25 percent off i get free delivery and it's fantastic and when i'm not in montreal i just want to get a hoagie a meatball sub if I'm in Buffalo, a beef on whack. You know, it just depends on where I am geographically. I can use my promo code wherever I am in the United States. I don't know about Hawaii. If you live in Hawaii, let me know if my promo code works. But it's Gloves DDUS. It's a fantastic deal. Like I said, 25% off, free delivery. Use our promo code. Get yourself some food. Get yourself a good deal at the same time. It's a win-win-win. And it's a win for us. So use DoorDash. All right, everybody. Enough of this banter this witty banter let's get to the interview ryan miller if you're in the detroit area come and check us out the gli is happening december 27th tim's going to be there i'm going to be there it's going to be epic at van andel arena going to be a lot of fun watch michigan tech just beat the doors off everybody else all these other michigan teams who think they're good they can't hold a candle to the michigan tech all right listen up ryan miller here we go all right everybody we got ryan miller here it, it, does it ever get old ryan to just be introduced because I'm not going to do the whole the whole shebang, Hall of Famer, all the wins, records, this and that and the other. Does it ever get old to hear all your stats, or do you want me to run down all your accomplishments just to kind of bump up your ego a little bit? Because I can do that. <laughs> I don't I don't know that it's necessary, but it is pretty wild to. You know, my perspective now is like, wow, I'm looking back at my career. That, that was fast. It was fast. What do you mean? You played for how many years? I can't even, the, the page is too long for me to see how many seasons you've played, but you started with the Buffalo Sabres in 2002 and you finished in 2021. So that's almost 20 years for goalie. That's it. That's insane. Do you ever just yeah, sit back I, and go, holy moly. That, well, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm kind of on that, that tour with the opportunity to do the USA Hockey Hall of Fame. We're going back to Buffalo in January for the Hall of Fame and going to retire my number. And that's just, I still don't know how to describe it. It's just wild that that is the kind of career I was able to have. But also that, that like, keep going back to it. it. It feels quick, man. It does. Like, it just, it's, we're looking back at it now. So it's, it's kind of just wild to be looking back. So what, t- when are you going back in January? I just, what's, what's the dates for that? Uh, we'll be in town for about five or six days we're doing everything on the 19th of january oh i'm going back there the week before ryan unbelievable oh man so close maybe i'll extend my stay a little bit just to see the the jersey how many guys are in the rafters in buffalo is it you hashik maybe the french French connection yeah um fontaine and maybe it's like six or seven guys is it like Pekka maybe or some other? Man. 
No. Well, no, next. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Is this the biggest accomplishment that you've got getting the jersey raised? We'll get to the college stuff in a second, but I this is a big deal, getting your jersey raised to the rafters. Is, is this the top, do you think? I mean, it kind of feels like this culmination of a lot of things. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I was honestly not expecting it. It's like it's not something you obviously ask for. So it's just something that, you know, happens and it's, I'm really you know, happy it's happening, but I kind of, kind of blown away, humbled for sure. Was, I remember uh, walking into the rink when I was going to, you know, sign my contract with Buffalo and they were kind of like, the ice wasn't in, it was summertime. And they're like, Hey, you know, like this is where the crease is and, you know, look up there and there, you know, there's these, the banners and, you know, the different players who have played here who have been honored and that's kind of where they put your focus, you know, like look up there, you know, maybe one day your, your number can be retired. And it's like, kind of like, ha ha, you know, like, huh. and then, you know, to have that come true is kind of, kind of amazing. Yeah. You're, you're an introspective guy. We, we have a lot of players on, we have a lot of goalies on and for the most part, goalies are, are, are a different breed, but I think you're one of the few guys who, when I talk to, I get intimidated because I'm just like, man, Ryan, he's I like he's smarter than me. And he oh, really he really thinks about everything he says. Cause some guys just shoot from the hip. I, I'm guilty of that a lot of the times. But looking back, and I and I don't wanna I'm not gonna get too deep into this, but you started with the Sioux Indians, you know. He, did you dream of this? And I want to touch on this with Michigan State. As a 16, 17-year-old kid in the North American Hockey League, did you, like, was this the plan all along? Did you feel it when you, you know, put the pads on when you're that young that I I, I know I can do this? No, I, I try to describe it to people, and it's, it's a terrible way to describe it, but it's just the way I felt. It's just like, I just never occurred to me I had to stop playing hockey. Like, I just like doing it. Yeah, And I was very motivated to find a way to do it the way I wanted to do it, which, you know, I liked playing goalie at a young age. I, you know, I worked hard at it, became pretty good at it and was working my way through the, you know, like as a kid, you're trying to, you got a lot of mistakes and there's some internal politics with hockey and like, you're trying to make a team and there's some teams you're going to make and some other teams, you know, like it's just youth hockey. It's kind of weird. And you try to find your way and it's not really like thinking like, Oh, I'm going to make it big. It's just like, I really like doing this. I need to keep finding ways to play. And that's, as I got older, yeah, for sure. I started to have a little bit of success. You, you know, you're building a foundation for something where you're like, Oh, okay. Like, I guess I can keep moving on like midgets uh, or under 18, I guess I call it now. Um, yeah, you know, kind of make a junior team, you know, well, I was lucky enough that junior team was playing on the same rink. We were playing our midget hockey at, and I was playing well. I had a really good season. They recruited me really early on, kind of put it in my ear. So I was like, okay, I got another place to go. It's, I'm going up a level. And then from there, it's just the goal was, okay, I do have a chance to make college hockey. And my family had a rich history at Michigan State. So the dream was always Michigan State. But I had to put myself in that position. And then I actually went and visited Clarkson with the intention of signing as a true freshman there. 
Uh, mm. Michigan State, you know, had an opening for me. You know, I was playing really well again early in the junior season. Uh, and then, you know, you play one more year and you got a spot. So I put myself in a position to, you know, fulfill a dream. So I took that. It was just always about like moving forward. Am I good enough to keep moving forward? I, I wasn't like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm too good for this league or that league. It was always like, I got to establish myself. I got to play well. And can I keep playing? And that decision at that time, because college, as we've talked to Jordan Oosterly, he came a little bit after you. Mm-hmm. The route to the NHL was not through the NCAA at that time. Like very few guys, if they were a top, tier prospect you're not going to the ncaa yeah. and at that time well, would you consider yourself one of those prospects no i i think i was well you sat by me in the locker room i'm not a very big guy like <laughs> yeah I but small, i was even smaller in midgets and juniors right so like yeah i i knew i needed time and my family had a history of college hockey you know i was the ninth one to play in my family for michigan state so like I kind of had in my head, like, if, if there's going to be a path for me, it's going to be through college. I, so I wasn't really looking outside of it. I knew I had my restrictions. I was, you know, I was not strong enough to compete, but I, I had the skill and the mental game to do it, but I wasn't strong enough. So I knew I needed a path that offered me some, uh, I guess, a, you know, just time to develop. like Some seasonings. Yeah, like I knew... If, I'd have to compete in college to like get games and it happened probably a little quicker than even I could have imagined. You know, I had a really strong freshman year and I was you know, off and running from there, but um, yeah, I, I, I saw it as an opportunity to take my time in a way where a lot of the kids, even guys who went to NCAA, I mean, at the time they were really trying to pull them out. Like if they had a good, strong college season, like, like they're being encouraged by the team that drafted them to jump ship and go to junior. Like there's a lot of guys, you know, I think Comrie did that. Uh, he's at Michigan. Uh, there's a lot of guys getting uh, encouraged to just start their junior career. So they can start their pro career the following year. What do you think about it. that? What do you think that aspect of the stigma of the NCAA has changed nowadays because you see so many guys going one and done. Do you think it's yeah. that's better for college or worse for college hockey? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's great that it's getting the respect, but I think it is a great opportunity to get. I know I left a year early technically, but if you can get, you know, two three years in one place, and and you're getting education, foundation of an education at least. I mean that's that's great if you're able to turn pro and the guys who do need a little extra time, you do see guys who are able to put four years in or maybe a fifth year. And, uh, you know, depending on the new transfer, uh, rules, um, yeah. you, you are kind of buying yourself time. I mean, you're, the league is just so young now in the NHL, you're not going to get many opportunities. So you better be ready. So if you feel like you're ready, sure. But if you're not ready, I mean, might as well, keep trying to build your game up and, and get that education, get, get some good things going for your life. I mean, it's, it's not a guarantee you're going to do anything in pro hockey. Uh, that's why I've always felt lucky to do what I was, I was able to do, but 
it's uh it's an interesting dynamic now i think we can go really deep into like salary cap and like how everything's playing out right now as mm-hmm. far as how, how young the league got but it's uh it's definitely a different environment than when i was coming in and then sitting next to you in buffalo is definitely a different kind of animal do you regret not going to an actual like really good academic school like Michigan Tech and settling for kind of just like a, a a few steps down with Michigan State? Do you do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to dignify it with an answer. <laughs> oh, I, well, I, I'm teasing. Do you have your do you have your engineering degree? Like just uh, I do. Tattooed on my chest. Yeah. I I go shirtless all over the place here in Northern Michigan. Just showing everybody. I mean, it's always impressive. I mean, that's what a lot of people, I think, you know, don't understand. Some of the guys actually got some legit degrees. I got my business administration degree. I mean. Which is great. No, it's fantastic. And and I I think people forget that it's a university. So you're not just learning one exact thing. You're growing yourself as a person and you're just growing up because you probably went to Michigan State when you were 17, 18 years old and you're still a kid at that time. Can you talk about the development, how different it is from, you know, going from the Sioux Indians to Michigan State and how much you grow up comparing to just being thrust to a man's world with the Rochester Americans than to the Buffalo Sabres? How beneficial was that to spend those three years at Michigan state? And do you still think about, you know, the Spartans, when you look back at your hockey career, or is it all just the Sabres and the Canucks and the Ducks and the blues? Oh, I mean, my family history at Michigan state, it was a highlight of my career to say that I joined them like, uh, in that, you know, family lineage, uh, like, and my brother, you know, following up and being, he was the 10th <clears throat> one of our family to play there. Like it's, it was a, big part of our life and it's very important still uh you know still in touch with the team and stuff and in touch with uh you know adam nightingale former sioux indian is now the head coach uh and uh when we talk about the sioux you know he was a teammate of mine up there and then he went to lake state and then transferred after i was gonna i was leaving uh michigan state to turn pro and he was transferring to michigan state from lake state and uh you know nightingale family we've been crossing paths with them uh over the years so it's just there's still a lot of connections back there to michigan state and my parents still live in east lansing michigan and uh that's where i grew up mainly and uh yeah it's uh i i kind of went in a little topsy-turvy way like i left home at 16 and had to kind of make a big step forward in life and you know learn how to do a little bit more laundry (laughs) learn how to prepare some meals and take care of myself, get myself on task, keep my grades up, do my homework, traveling with team. Uh, you know, in the Sioux, we didn't have any close road trips, even in the right. division. I mean, we were on the road, you know, two to three weekends a month, usually. And trying to explain to all the teachers why I needed to miss time. And, you know, I didn't have my parents there all the time to advocate. You know, they show up if they needed to or they they want to show up for the hockey part of it but i had to take on you know sweet talking the uh the principal and the vice principal and i even worked in the office at the high school no one kidding. Of my free hours at one point because transferring to that school i had like a i had already taken all the classes in for my senior year i was already done with like i can't remember like social studies so i like just 
I did like a hour in the office <laughs> and sweet talking them and like explaining like, you know, me and the boys are missing for uh for a hockey tournament. We're good. Right. <laughs> and then one year in the Sioux, Michigan tech current head coach, Joe Sean. Yeah. Was your coach. Can you talk about that? Because yeah. it's kind of full circle now that he's the head coach of the Michigan tech Huskies and they're going to meet in the GLI coming up this year. What was that like being a goalie for him? Well, you know, Joey was a goalie himself, but, you know, running the team, he was, uh, you know, running the systems, trying to get the boys organized. Uh, you know, he wanted to impart some knowledge uh, for sure. But, uh, no, I was just uh, grateful that he gave me the opportunity, uh, believed in me a lot. You know, I still touch base with him here and there. Um, but, yeah, he, he, you know, when you're – you're a coach of a junior team, especially at that level at that time. I mean, you're doing so much more to help helping kids work through things. You're trying to pay attention to, you know, more than just hockey to make sure everything's good. I mean, you're, you got a bunch of, you know, 18 to 20 year old young men probably away from home and you're going to try and keep them on task. I mean, looking back, yeah. It's, I don't know who would sign up for that job, <laughs> but, uh, that's a love of hockey right there. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting time and, and, uh, you know, he's a big part of it for sure. So with state, I'll, I'll a couple more than I'll let you go. I know you got to work out cause you got to maintain that physique of yours. What are you up to now? Two thirty, probably just benching insane amounts post hockey. Oh, no, but I'm probably lost weight. What? <laughs> Oh yeah. I, if I don't work out like consistently and I have not because we have our baby girl and, uh, and just an overall, like being triggered by walking into a gym, <laughs> I've, I've stayed away from the gym too long. Uh, so, I, that's I don't know. I rehab, I rehab too many injuries in the last five years of my career. I had like two knee injuries and a wrist surgery and just too many days staring at a blank wall, riding a bike or doing just way too many intense leg workouts. <laughs> I'm like triggered now. So what do you do when you hit the gym? You go into what, where do you work out? It's probably a private gym with just only celebrities are around. What do you do when you go in there? No, man. We're, and that's the regular planet fitness. Yeah. No, just, it's called Bay club. It's down in Manhattan beach. Okay. They got a couple different gyms scattered around. You can pick whichever one you want to go to or be close at the time. And, and, uh, no, I just do functional exercises, mo movement, posture, stuff to make sure that, you know, I can keep walking into my eighties. <laughs> Which is tough for a goalie. Cause any hip problems, are you going to get a hip replacement? Like all these goalies do? No, I, I was good. Like I was lucky. I went to Michigan state, you know, you're carving it earlier, but they have a great osteopathic medicine program and they taught us, uh, I don't want to cut you off, Ryan, but I, I don't know what osteopathic means. <laughs> Uh, it's so instead of getting an MD, you get a DO, uh, which is, a you know, same medical license, but it's a different approach. I, I would argue sometimes you're going to see a more holistic approach and a body alignment and, and treating injuries. Uh, so body alignment was a big thing. So I, I learned early on, like even when I signed for Michigan state, you know, at juniors, if I had something going on, I would call and just get their advice. Like what's going on here? Like, Oh, you know, just, you're going to want to see this person. And sure enough, you know, learning about 
you know, aligning your body and doing things in balance. I, I was able to work through my career and just really have an awareness of what's going on. I, I got lucky. I, you know, my hips are good. My knees were all impact injuries. Couldn't do anything about it, uh, but they healed nicely. So that part of my body has been pretty good. Uh, my hands are a little beat up from getting hit with pucks for too long. And uh, a couple other little things from just taking impact. But, um, yeah, no, everything else down there is pretty good. I never thought about the hand injuries because you're taking shots every single day. Because I, I can kind of commiserate by punching, you know, helmets <laughs> and faces. But yeah. does, do your nerves just go numb from day after I day? Was worried for a, I was worried for a while. Like, you probably have more. You was like, like the impact from the top side. Yeah. I mean, ours, I gave you a picture just flipping it around. Like I, they, I took a bone out of my wrist actually. Uh, and they rewired my, my left hand a little bit so that, it, you know, like the connection points from that bone have to be rewired. But I had like arthritis and a bone spur and like a uh, slight fracture in that area. And that was pretty late in my career that it got to the point where I couldn't really use my hand. It was my first year with the ducks and it, it like, it felt good for like all summer. I, I felt it with the Canucks a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then it, I signed with the ducks and then all of a sudden it flared up in training camp and they were, they weren't real happy about that. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, we signed this guy. Oh, he's hurt. But uh, yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere, but as years of buildup, it just, getting hit with pucks and the catching hand and I had broken my blocker hand thumb early in my career and that's always been kind of a thing I was a little worried though you know when I, as I was retiring my like I, every day I would just have tension and my hands would go numb but after about six months of not taking any pucks you know I, I started to feel a lot better and then about a year out I, I think I was pretty good Wow, that's crazy because that's a big deal. If you can't, because I, I can just imagine like even just writing something or eating or anything, that's that's a big deal. Do you put the pads on at all, Ryan, ever again? Are you done playing goalie for good? Uh, I went out in August before the season and I, I got all the gear on. I skated with some of the boys in Anaheim because I, I had an itch. I hadn't played in about a year. And I was like, you know what? I just let's go out and just mess around. I asked the trainers to just text me when the boys are back. And if they didn't have a goalie Yeah. and I, the trainer and Joe Huff text me and he's like, boys are back, no goalie. And so I text the guys who are going to be skating. I was like, Hey, I bring my gear. What time are you going out? And I, I went out, I played for about 40 minutes and felt good. It was fun. But obviously I, you know, I wasn't training for it. I wasn't ready to perform. So I took it easy, but you know, there's still some saves in there and it was fun. It, you know, it, it, it's still in there. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's fun. But Yarmer Yager just jumped in his <laughs> team that he owns in the Czech Republic. Any, are you, are you breaking news here? You're at the gym. You still got the talent, Ryan. Uh, I mean, maybe for the youth hockey team, if they need to go out and, Make the kids feel good. Oh, that's funny. All right, a couple more, then I'll let you go. Let's talk about the GLI. You went to MSU. They play big games all over all over this country almost. You're playing outdoor games. 
You're playing in national championships. You're, it's a, it's a big time school. Was the GLI on your radar every season? Did you look forward to that after Christmas? Yeah, it was on our radar. We knew we knew when we went on our 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 break that we had to be ready for a big tournament. Like I always loved uh, tournament hockey. Like when uh, when you're a kid, you play multiple tournaments a year. Like I always feel like. You know, when you turn pro, it's almost disappointing because you just have the long season and the one playoff. It's like hockey has always, for me, just been like a challenge cup kind of vibe. Like, let's get a group of like teams together and see who's best. And it was always fun. So I always liked having those tournament feel within the season, which is why I like the idea for the NHL, you know, going back to like World Cup or Olympics Mm. and like all those little tournaments and challenges, like let's get some teams put together. Who's okay. Who's best. I always thought that was cool. What's your take on the state, the state of the NHL because Batman just came out and this is completely not on my agenda at all. He, the caps only raising by 1 million far below what everybody thought it was going to be, what he projected. What, what's why, what is the issue with the NHL that we can't grow like the other major sports in the United States? Like we've fallen behind soccer at this point in the USA, which is really alarming to me what's the problem yeah i don't i don't know it's hard to say i think a lot of the uh a lot of that probably is just being conservative and he's i guess i mean we're <laughs> we're going way off topic here but yeah right uh, but like no but i just mean like i'm gonna go even further but it's like when you look around and you say okay interest rates have been piling up over the last you know half a year or more uh it's expected to keep continue i mean are we sure that we're going to have you know any growth returning to the economy i think they're just being conservative from that end uh but they are i thought they were ahead of schedule for paying off that escrow situation from the pandemic so i'm i'm not sure if it's just an abundance of caution so that teams aren't going to overextend because you have to factor in there are probably half the teams are like, why can't this go up like $5 million and we can just go nuts. But I think the other half of the teams are probably like, uh, Hey, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> let's, uh, let's relax here. Well, it wouldn't affect them. They would still be crappy teams. I guess that they wanted to compete, but you know, cause yeah. they're not going to spend to the cap as it is, but yeah, I just, <laughs> it bothers me when you, when you make these promises or not promises, but projections, and then you come way under them. I, I don't know, Gary Batman, me and him don't have a, a great history. I don't know if you know that or not, but he was, you know, did you know I was in the all-star game in 2016? I, I might've, I might've seen that. Yeah. Gary didn't want me to go. You believe it? So we, we had some issues, but anyways, moving out, I'll, I'll circle back. We'll finish it up with the GLI project projections, predictions. We got tech, we got Western Michigan. We got MSU and we got Ferris. It's an all Michigan affair. What do you expect? Is is the Sparties going to take this one? You think? Are they the the favorites going in, Ryan? I mean, hometown, <laughs> home team. I'm a little biased, but also I feel like I've seen some good hockey out of them. I've been trying to pay a little bit more attention. And my my buddy Brad Fast is working player development there with Adam. Uh, he's an outstanding coach, and he was my teammate. Uh, in my class at Michigan state, um, talking to him, talking to, you know, my dad, my brother live in Michigan. They've been back for some games. Um, 
they're playing a good brand of hockey and they're playing uh they're playing some good games against some good teams they beat michigan split the series home and home with them last mm-hmm. weekend i mean they're showing up to play hockey so i gotta i gotta take them do you have your jersey in the raptors at michigan state university stadium what's the stadium called there i don't even know in lansing there uh it's mon arena and they just renovated it finished a big reno so they got a brand new everything in there right now do they retire numbers in university uh, no, that, we haven't done anything like that. Okay. I'm just looking at your stats. You had 26 shutouts in 80, 105 games. That's 25% of your games. You got a shutout. That's insane. Yeah, we, uh, we were a good team. It was just the right kind of mix. Like I, I was feeling good and they were well-structured. Well, Ron Mason hockey, keep it simple. You don't have a breakout. It's a slap shot off the boards. The two guys coming back to the puck with speed. <laughs> was John and Sana on your team or was he after yeah. you? He was no, Johnny, Johnny was my age played against him mainly and with him a bunch, uh, in youth hockey. And then, uh, he was a class ahead of me cause I stayed an extra year junior to the time my, uh, arrival at Michigan state. All right. Yeah. He loves, he lives up here in Traverse city with me. Great guy. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Ask him about his love affair with NSYNC. <laughs> <laughs> I will. All right, Ryan, man, I'll let you go work out. I know you're getting the itch. Your protein shake's starting to wear off, so you better go work off all that energy, man. Hey, I appreciate you jumping on last minute. You're you're the best. I hope all is well with the family. Say hi to Noreen for me, man. Yeah, all good. Say hi to the, the whole crew. All God, you got got the eight girls at home now. Seven. Well, I guess if you include my wife, yeah, eight. Well, include Danielle. Yeah, I guess you include her. You have to. You at least have a boy dog or something? Like something no, like no. There's only estrogen in my house. I'm slowly <laughs> becoming a woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a pretty tough guy. So, I mean. <sighs> Thanks, Ryan. You too. I really mean that. <laughs> hey, what do you think of Bennington trying to fight everybody when he's your size? <laughs> that stuff drives me nuts. Yeah. I, yeah. I like the I like the passion. I think I try. I think I understand what he's trying to do about, you know, he, he always talks about, he wants to just be a message for the, you know, yeah. inspire the guys. I, I kind of get it, but I, I don't think sometimes guys, my size you know, should be doing <laughs> the, stuff like that. Right. I, it's the boys are, the boys are really tough on the ice. They're, they're, you know, they get the guys who are, big and strong or big and strong for and they're not messing around and so, you know, answer this now would this be okay if he does that and someone grabs him because he always bumps the not always but every once in a while he'll bump the opposing team's goalie at the red line yeah is it fair game for someone to grab him at that point well i mean if he wants to square off with the guy he's bumping i'd, I'd like to see that but just I, say I'm someone bumps you if someone bumps you, another goalie, I'm grabbing them. If it's Buffalo, if we're there, I'm like, no, like you got, you, yeah, got, I mean, you know, play stupid games. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I think if it's unprovoked and you're, yeah, you hit somebody hard enough to, like, if you just, if it's just like something, like most of the time, the stuff he's doing is, it's not like a headshot or like something, you know, you, you just kind of have to laugh it off. And like, if he really wants to square off, I'd like to see that because that's what he's signaling. Yeah. I do. 
my favorite was when uh, he was going off the ice and Dubnik was oh, yeah. skating over. And I talked to Doobie and he's just like, I, I, he's like, I'm just asking him what he's doing. Cause I would, I would kill him. I'm, I'm a very big person. What is Doobie like six, seven? He is. Yeah. He's massive. Yeah. But he's also, he's not only tall, but like. He's thick. He, yeah. But like, you can't even imagine how thick he is. It's just hilarious in a way, because it's like, you, you're like, oh, he's just going to be kind of gangly because he's so tall. He's like equally as thick. He's got to be 250, <laughs> Doobie. Like he's a big dude. I mean, at least. And I was just kind of laughing because I try and keep it cool with everybody in the league because I'm small. And that was, that's kind of my way to not get into anything. It's like, I'm play politics, you know, just keep yeah. it cool with everybody. I talk, I like talking to all the different goalies. You know, if I'm not on my game, like a, at the blue line, like say hi, say hi after, say hi before, do whatever. You know, I, I made sure early on. I wanted to make sure to say hi to Robin Laner really early on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robin, how you doing? Who did you fight in the Toronto melee? Who was that? Uh, Bernier. Yeah, Toronto melee. That was a John Scott melee. Why would you do that? You're such an aggressor. Not many people know that before that happened, Ryan pulled me aside. He said, I'm itching for a fight, John. Start something. Oh, my God. I don't know. Have you ever, ever like told the story about what you, you said to Kessel? Yeah, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump you, Phil. <laughs> I just love that it was Phil, too, because his reactions are amazing. He, I, no, I fought, It could have been anybody. I fought Bernier because uh, Clarkson jumped the bench. And I went to Michigan State so I can count. And I knew if I went to go help you, I was going to get punched in the back of the head. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah. So I I did the math and I was like, well, John can handle like three guys. Yeah. And Bernier is going to jump me anyway, so I might as well square off with him. Was that your only goalie fight? Yeah, straight up one-on-one is probably the only one. And then other ones were just like, mixing it up in crowds at different points of, you know, American league. NHL. Yeah. 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 What's going through your head as you're squaring up? Cause it was complete chaos at that point. Are you, are you trying to figure out, am I punching? Am I grabbing on? What, what was your approach? No, to that? I wanted to, I just wanted to make sure like he was serious. And then, you know, cause sometimes you skate down and the guy's just like, all right, yeah. make it look good. You know, but he was serious. So I, tried to go for one but he got my elbow and my jersey caught up and and then uh jimmy howard texted me after the fight to laugh at me because (laughs) um bernier wears a chest protector that has velcro with elastic on the on the uh uh, the wrist okay so he's able to kind of get out and he did (laughs) And and my my version has uh velcro but it's it's no elastic it's like i like it to like stay in one place so mine's stuck on you were hogtied and i'm tied and i tie my stuff down like i'm stuck in this chest protector and jimmy howard like i i think bernie got me on top of the head once and i i i thought it was a pretty good dance but uh, Jimmy texts me and he's like, what are you doing? You always unstrap the Velcro. You, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? 
I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Because <laughs> he's all of a sudden this connoisseur of fighting. He knows what to do, Jimmy. <laughs> he's not a small guy either, so <laughs> he probably does. Oh, that's funny. All right, Millsy. Well, I'll let you go again. Sorry to keep dragging this on. It's just so good to talk to you. But yes, say hi to the family. Thank you for everything. I'm looking forward to catching up with you after the GLI and after you get your jersey hung in the rafters in Buffalo. Thanks for jumping on, my man. Sounds good. See ya. All right, Millsy. See ya, buddy. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash.